0: Green Divas heart wildlife. Who can resist all those videos and images of adorable baby animals? But sometimes these adorable creatures really need our help. Let's celebrate wild animals, learn about them, and do what we can to help them. Well, hey everyone, and here we are just loving our wildlife. Heart, we heart our wildlife, and we heart our green dude, John Platt, who comes to us from therevelator.org, a publication of the Center for Biological Diversity. I always have to, like, pause there, but I got it. <laughs> and John is our resident green dude, all about endangered species and how we can assist in, in, in ways that are least harmful, right? I mean, so much of a human's footprint has had an impact on species for such a variety of reasons, whether it's our own habitats or why we eat them uh, over fish, whatever. So one of the things we, we're going to talk about today is not a specific species, which we often do, but John would like to tell us, because I, I want to know, what can we do as individuals in our local communities, or maybe we're in the greater community or global community? And you had some ideas to share with us.
1: You know, people always ask me, what can I do locally? to help endangered species. And there are a lot of things. Um, And, and, you know, giving the advice, you have to be a little bit general because you don't know who's listening from what location. So I can't say do this exact thing, help this exact species. But there are a lot of things in general that people can do. And the very first thing I say is take a look at the vegetation around you. Concentrate and make sure that Plants, the flowers, the vegetation in your yard, in your business, in your community, are local plants. Native, um, you yeah. Know, we, for native plants, we forget that roses or whatever the case might be, whatever you're growing, grass, is probably imported to your community. So what really grew there in the first place, and what can you do to put those in? Now, that's really important because the local plants support local insects. A lot of insects grow or specialize in one or two plants. If those aren't around, they're out of luck. So there are there are no, a number of bee species, for example, that have very limited ranges. They only work with one or two flowers, and that's important to make sure they have there. So if you have your local plants, then you have your local insects. If you have your local insects, that benefits a lot of other communities, snakes, right. amphibians, birds, that might even only be there for a few weeks. They migrate by, Other species of insects, butterflies. Maybe you get, you know, once you get those things growing up, maybe you get your little your predator population growing up a little bit better. Your bobcats or things like that. Uh, And you can do this at home, whether or not you own a house. I mean, maybe you just have an apartment. You can put out a little planter of local plants, or maybe you can encourage your building manager to local plants. You can do this in your business, at your school. You can advocate for your parks and communities. Now, that's obviously step number one. Um, I would suggest step number two, get rid of as many lawns as possible. Yeah, They're just monocultures. They don't do anyone any good. And let once you have these plants, let them grow a bit. Um, don't clip them back. Don't be so um, obsessive about you know, making nature fit into your little boxes, because if you let them grow, if you let the leaves fall down and let rest on the ground a little while, that creates shelter. A lot of a lot of uh, species use that, and try to avoid pesticides whenever possible, and advocate for lesser using them less in your community, because you want these plants and these insects and everything else to grow up healthy. You could also, depending on what's around, you can put out supplemental food, bird seed, or whatever else might be. Um, my neighbor has a hummingbird feeder here in Washington State, and you know the hummingbirds come for a few months out of the year, and it's fantastic. Um,
0: yeah, I we'll have keep your
1: pets indoor. Yeah.
0: I, I just have to tell you the hummingbird thing. I have a hummingbird feeder <laughs> and. They come now, so I have to change it every day. I have to make, and I just make my Mm -hmm. own syrup. I don't buy that red dye crap. I just make my own. And every day I have to feed it, but they've gotten used to me, so they'll come flying right up in my face. But there's this one really aggressive ruby-throated guy that chases off everybody else. And I'm like, what is that about? So I put up a second feeder on my upper deck, and they've got them both going. And I absolutely love, I could sit out there for hours with my hummingbirds. It's kind of ridiculous. But as you were sharing about the habitat, we live in a place where we have a pond, we have three acres, and some of it's lawn, but most of it is, you know, the parameters really let go wild. And I have never seen so many bunnies in my life. I mean, mm-hmm. bunnies are everywhere, which I adore. We've had all kinds of, every kind of turtle you can imagine, except for sea turtles. We have fox, turkey, bear, coyote, everything. The herons and the birds, the hawks. I mean, it is magical. And just Fantastic. let me remind people, I live in New Jersey, okay? So yeah. it can, it can definitely happen.
1: You know, we, on my backyard is not three acres. It's maybe... 30 feet by 30 feet uh-huh. but the 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 variety of wildlife that i see in that backyard is astounding I, like, like i could stay out there all day yeah. and and that's your yard is just one thing your local community there's a, plenty of other things you can do there's lots of opportunities to volunteer near your near your near where you live in nature centers or wildlife refuges there are cleanup campaigns to clean up rivers or highways or whatever else you can what well, you can participate in something like that, or you can pick up trash, you can check in with these com- with these organizations in your local community to find out more specific things about what species are in your area and what they need, what threats they face. Right. And on a broader sense, when you're driving around your community, drive less, drive slower. Yeah. Um, for one thing, you're going to hit less animals. You may not think you, probably, you hit that many, but you probably hit some here or there, and every, t- every step you drive every mile you drive that's more pollution in the air that affects your local community and affects the entire climate
0: yeah i mean in other words like, part of it's just slow down and be aware and be mindful of what is around you and it's easier to appreciate what's around you when you're not zooming around like a maniac i was, absolutely i i've actually slowed down driving a lot in the last few years because i got sick of getting speeding tickets for one thing but uh, as I mature, <laughs> I am just being more mindful of everything. And I still ran over a turtle and I was crying. Oh, I literally, no. my heart just really, I was so upset for like the entire day. My, my husband had to hug me because I was so sad. I came oh, home. No. Well, I couldn't avoid it. It was on this very narrow road, there's no shoulder, and there was nothing I could do. And I was like, I'm sorry. But I did save, like, three other turtles. Do I I get points for that? I don't know.
1: I still feel bad. You certainly certainly do.
0: do. (laughs) Oh, man. But,
1: you know, but that's the other thing. That's that's my final advice. Share your experiences. Mm. Talk to your friends. Talk about what you see. Talk about what successes you've had, what struggles you've had. You know, the more we talk about this stuff, the better we are. Whether it's a bad thing of you accidentally killing something or whether it's, hey, I saved three turtles. How'd you do that? Right. You know, when I saw this great bird in my community, that that's this is stuff that, that unites us and keeps us uh, keeps us working together as a society. So, and, and I will say I that
0: I don't think I've always liked animals, but it, some things happened to me over the last few years, and maybe some of it is becoming more aware through talking to people like you and reading things. Um, but I have suddenly just turned on to animals, then so aware of 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 animals around me and around the world, you know, my heart breaks when I see these things with, you know, on Facebook, these horrible images of elephants being abused or something. I can't even look. It really upsets me. But that's the good news is, is I'm aware and it does upset me and I'm not blind to it and so – you know, I'm doing what I can. I'm trying to help amplify messages like yours so that we can all become a little bit more mindful and raise raise the uh, stakes there, you know? Once again, another great episode of Green Divas and Green Dudes Heart Wildlife. Thank you so much, John.
1: Thank you, Meg.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Green Divas Heart Wildlife. Please visit thegreendivas.com that's T-H-E greendivas.com to learn more about wildlife nature and a whole lot more.